Obviously, the House and Senate are trying to negotiate some major differences over tax policy that are included in the Senate's version of the budget, earned income uh, tax credit expansion, tax on cigars, uh, increase in personal exemptions that the, that the Senate went after. And, and those differences uh, um, are coming into play. And from what we hear talking to those negotiating and involved in the process, um, you know, from the big pictures to the little items that can uh, be used as, as bargaining chips, um, everything is sort of still in the mix and still in play as, as even the new Senate leaders who uh, are trying to feel this process out. And this is their first budget with new Senate President Stan Rosenberg and, and Karen Spilka as chair Ways and Means and uh, a really important negotiation for them. So we hear that uh, basically everything is still sort of in play and in working, but, you know, these pieces can all fall into place quickly. Uh, they're kind of like dominoes. So we'll be watching closely. Mm-hmm. And of course, Senate President Stan Rosenberg and Speaker Robert DeLeo have uh, clashed uh, a few times so far this year since Rosenberg uh, was sworn in as president early in the year. Uh, could those uh, could a clash there be to blame? Yeah, you know, the speaker, we asked the speaker this question last week, and, and he insisted that these were these were just policy differences, disagreements over spending priorities and, and, and policy proposals and not a clash of personalities. But I think it's hard to discount the fact that, you know, the new Senate president is, is trying to make his mark and show that he can he can stand up, fight for what his members wanted, um, and, and maybe have some wins when it comes to the, the House-Senate relations. So uh, while they insist that they're getting along, and, and these are um, peaceful negotiations, so to speak, uh, certainly there's got to be some personality in play here and uh, a desire to, to kind of walk away with this with uh, wins on both sides. Mm-hmm. Moving on, the law passed by voters last year that guarantees earned sick time for workers goes into effect this week on Wednesday. Um, so what will workers be entitled to once this law uh, kicks in? Yes, so now all workers will be entitled um, to accrue sick time uh, in their jobs. Uh, the, the Attorney General published the final regulations, and there are a variety um, of pieces in place in terms of uh, what would require medical notes, um, how much time uh, you would have to offer your employees uh, based, on, uh, based on the size of your company. Uh, she did carve out some exemptions for some companies that do already offer their employees uh, uh, the ability to accrue time off. They will be given a, a little bit of leeway and extra time to come into full compliance since their workers already have uh, time to this benefit. But you know, it's a big it's a big day for businesses as people watch for the impact on on uh, the business community as Massachusetts becomes one of just a few states that has this law on the books. And and some businesses are upset by this, correct? Uh, they are, you know, some are worried that it, it kind of uh, infringes on their uh, flexibility to offer their employees uh, different benefit packages that work for their company and work for their employees. It's um, been criticized as sort of a one-size-fits-all model, but uh, it was approved by the voters, and so everyone's trying to move forward and implement this as best possible. But, you know, that doesn't rule out changes down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, Governor Charlie Baker plans to file bills based on the recommendations of his opioid task force very soon. Uh, just briefly, Matt, what's his top priority in these bills? Yeah, a week ago, we know, as you know, the governor put out a 65-point plan from a working group to address the opioid crisis. Uh, he indicated that perhaps as soon as 10 days, 
uh, he could be ready to file legislation. Some of this will be done administratively. Um, he's uh, looking to make changes to simplify the prescription monitoring program. Some will require legislative fixes. Uh, he's looking at changing some of the incarceration policies for women uh, the, who are committed to prison when they need treatment for substance abuse rather than beds. And he's making a big commitment to expanding access to treatment and care, including uh, adding as, as many as 64 beds to a Greenfield treatment facility over the next a year or so. So those are all some of the big priorities. Okay. Well, Matt Murphy, thanks so much for talking to me. Thank you, Henry.